You're listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. Out Loud Bible Project is on a mission to read the entire Bible out loud in a conversational and approachable way, so you can recognize your part in this conversation between you and God. At Loud Bible Project Podcast, and uh, thanks for joining me here. It's a it's a privilege to read the Bible and get a glimpse of what God has done and said, and I just really enjoy the fact that we get to do this together. So thank you. Thanks for being here. Uh, we're at one of my favorite stories in the Bible, so I'm excited to get into it. Today, we're going to be seeing the climax of the story between Joseph, who has risen to number two in Egypt and in charge of food distribution for, like, the world during a famine, and his brothers who are assuming he's been dead for years. So Joseph's been toying with him a little bit, and he's going to continue that in today's reading. Like, what, like, what's up with that, right? Is he just having a little fun at their expense? Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there might be some of that, sure. But uh, Joseph seems to be testing to see if they've changed over the years. Are they still the insecure, deceitful boys they used to be? Are they jealous of his brother Benjamin like they were jealous of him? Are Benjamin and his father even still alive? How do the brothers respond when they're blamed for something they didn't do? So Joseph is testing to see if their hearts have changed, which honestly is wise and gracious, right? Like we have a tendency to assume people that uh, we haven't seen in a while, like a parent who left a while ago, or a former friend from high school, or whoever, are the same as when we last saw them, right? But God can do some interesting work in people's lives when we're not looking. So let's read and see what God has been doing in the backgrounds of both sides of the story here in Genesis 44 through 47. He commanded the steward of his house, saying, Fill the men's sacks with food as much as they can carry, and put each man's money in his sack's mouth. Put my cup, the silver cup, in the sack's mouth of the youngest, with his grain money. He did according to the word that Joseph had spoken. As soon as the morning was light, the men were sent away, they and their donkeys. When they had gone out of the city and were not yet far off, Joseph said to his steward, Up, follow after the men. When you overtake them, ask them, Why have you rewarded evil for good? Isn't this that from which my Lord drinks and by which he indeed divines? You have done evil in so doing. Well, he overtook them and he spoke these words to them. They said to him, Why does my Lord speak such words as these? Far be it from your servants that they should do such a thing. The, The money which we found in our sacks' mouths we brought again to you out of the land of Canaan. How then should we steal silver or gold out of your Lord's house? With whomever of our servants it is found, let him die, and we also will be my Lord's slaves. He said, Now also let it be according to your words. He with whom it is found will be my slave, and you will be blameless. Then they hurried, and each man took his sack down to the ground, and each man opened his sack. He searched, beginning with the oldest and ending at the youngest. The cup was found in Benjamin's sack. They tore their clothes, and each man loaded his donkey and returned to the city. 
Judah and his brothers came to Joseph's house, and he was still there. They fell on the ground before him. Joseph said to them, What deed is this that you've done? Don't you know that such a man as I can indeed do divination? Judah said, What will we tell, my lord? What will we speak? How will we clear ourselves? God has found out the iniquity of your servants. We are my lord's slaves, both we and he also in whose hand the cup is found. He said, Far be it from me that I should do so. The man in whose hand the cup is found, he will be my slave. But as for you, go up in peace to your father. Then Judah came near to him and said, Oh, oh, my lord, please let your servant speak a word in my lord's ears, and don't let your anger burn against your servant, for you are even as Pharaoh. My lord asked his servant, saying, Have you a father or a brother? We said to my lord, We have a father, an old man, and a child of his old age, a little one, and his... His brother is dead, and he alone is left of his mother, and his father loves him. You said to your servants, Bring him down to me, that I may sit my eyes on him. We, we said to my lord, The boy can't leave his father, for if he should leave his father, his father would die. And you said to your servants, Unless your youngest brother comes down with you, you will see my face no more. We, when we came up to your servant, my father, we told him the words of my Lord. Our father said, go again and buy a little food. And we said, we can't go down. If our youngest brother's with us, then we'll go down. But for we may not see the man's face unless our younger brother is with us. Your servant, my father, said to us, you know that my wife bore me two sons. One went out from me and I said, surely he's torn to pieces and I have not seen him since. If you take this one also from me, and harm happens to him, you will bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to Sheol. Now, therefore, when I come up to your servant, my father, and the boy is not with us, since his life is bound up in the boy's life, it will happen when he sees that the boy is no more that he will die. Your servants will bring down the gray hairs of your servant, our father, with sorrow to Sheol. For your servant became collateral for the boy to my father, saying, If I don't bring him to you, then I will bear the blame to my father forever. Now, therefore, please, let your servant stay instead of the boy, my lord's slave, and let the boy go up with his brothers. For how will I go up to my father if the boy isn't with me, lest I see the evil that will come on my father? And then Joseph couldn't control himself before all those who stood before him, and he called out, Cause everyone to go out from me! No one else stood with him while Joseph made himself known to his brothers. He wept aloud. The Egyptians heard, and the house of Pharaoh heard. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Does my father still live? His brothers couldn't answer him, for they were... Terrified at his presence, Joseph said to his brothers, Come, come near to me, please. They came near. He said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Uh, now, now don't, don't, be, don't be grieved, not, nor angry with yourselves that you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. 
For these two years the famine has been in the land, and there are yet five years in which there will be no plowing and no harvest. God sent me before you to preserve you a remnant in the earth and to save you alive by a great deliverance. So now it wasn't you who sent me here, but God, and he's made me a father to Pharaoh, lord of all his house, and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry, come, go up to my father and tell him, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Don't wait. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near to me. You, your children, your children's children, your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. There I'll provide for you. There are yet five years of famine, lest you come to poverty, you and your household and all that you have. Your eyes see and the eyes of my brother Benjamin that it is my mouth that speaks to you. You shall tell my father of all my glory in Egypt and of all that you've seen. You shall hurry and bring my father down here. He fell on his brother Benjamin's neck and wept and Benjamin wept on his neck. He kissed all his brothers and wept on them. And after that, his brothers talked with him. The report of it was heard in Pharaoh's house saying, Joseph's brothers have come. It pleased Pharaoh well and his servants. Pharaoh said to Joseph, tell your brothers do this. Load your animals and go. Travel to the land of Canaan. Take your father and your households and come to me that I'll give you the good of the land of Egypt and you'll eat the fat of the land. Now you're commanded to do this. Take wagons out of the land of Egypt for your little ones and for your wives and bring your father and come. Also, don't concern yourselves about your belongings for the good of all the land of Egypt is yours. The sons of Israel did so. Joseph gave them wagons according to the commandment of Pharaoh and gave them provision for the way. He gave each one of them changes of clothing, but to Benjamin he gave 300 pieces of silver and five changes of clothing. He sent the following to his father, ten donkeys loaded with the good things of Egypt, and ten female donkeys loaded with grain and bread and provision for his father by the way. So he sent his brothers away, and they departed. He said to them, See that you don't quarrel along the way. They went up out of Egypt and came into the land of Canaan to Jacob their father. They told him, saying, Joseph is still alive, and he is ruler over all the land of Egypt. His heart fainted, for he didn't believe them. They told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said to them. When he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob, their father, revived. Israel said, it is enough. <laughs> Joseph, my son, is still alive. I'll go and see him before I die. Israel traveled with all that he had and came to Beersheba and offered sacrifices to the God of his father Isaac. God spoke to Israel in the visions of the night and said, Jacob, Jacob, he said, here I am. He said, I am God, the God of your father. Don't be afraid to go down to Egypt, for there I will make of you a great nation. I'll go down with you into Egypt. I will also surely bring you up again. Joseph's hand will close your eyes. Jacob rose up from Beersheba, and the sons of Israel carried Jacob, their father, their little ones, and their wives, in the wagons which Pharaoh had sent to carry him. They took their livestock and their goods which they had gotten in the land of Canaan, and came into Egypt, Jacob and all his offspring with him, his sons and his sons' sons with him, his daughters and his sons' daughters, and he brought all his offspring with him into Egypt. 
These are the names of the children of Israel who came into Egypt. All the souls of the house of Jacob who came into Egypt were 70. Jacob sent Judah before him to Joseph to show the way before him to Goshen, and they came into the land of Goshen. Joseph prepared his chariot and went up to meet Israel, his father, in Goshen. He presented himself to him and fell on his neck and wept on his neck a good while. (laughs) Israel said to Joseph, Now let me die since I have seen your face, that you're still alive. Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's house, I'll go up and speak with Pharaoh and I'll tell him, My brothers and my father's house who are in the land of Canaan have come to me. These men are shepherds, for they've been keepers of livestock, and they've brought their flocks and their herds and all that they have. It will happen when Pharaoh summons you and will say, What is your occupation? That you shall say your servants have been keepers of livestock from our youth, even until now, both we and our fathers, that you may dwell in the land of Goshen, for every shepherd is an abomination to the Egyptians. Then Joseph went in and told Pharaoh and said, My father and my brothers, with their flocks, their herds, and all that they own, have come out of the land of Canaan, and they are in the land of Goshen. From among his brothers he took five men and presented them to Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to his brothers, What's your occupation? They said to Pharaoh, Your servants are shepherds, both we and our fathers. They also said to Pharaoh, We've come to live as foreigners in the land, for there's no pasture for your servants' flocks, for the famine is severe in the land of Canaan. Now therefore, please, let your servants dwell in the land of Goshen. Pharaoh spoke to Joseph, saying, Your father and your brothers have come to you. (laughs) The land of Egypt is before you. Make your father and your brothers dwell in the best of the land. Let them dwell in the land of Goshen. If you know any able men among them, then put them in charge of my livestock. Joseph brought in Jacob his father and set him before Pharaoh, and Jacob blessed Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Jacob, How old are you? Jacob said to Pharaoh, The years of my pilgrimage are 130 years. The days of my years of my life have been few and evil. They have not attained to the ages of the years of the life of my fathers and the day of their pilgrimage. Jacob blessed Pharaoh and went out from the presence of Pharaoh. Joseph placed his father and his brothers and gave them a possession of the land of Egypt, the best in the land, in the land of Ramesses, as Pharaoh had commanded. Joseph provided his father, his brothers, and all his father's household with bread according to the sizes of their families. There was no bread in all the land, for the famine was very severe, so that the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan fainted by reason of the famine. Joseph gathered up all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan for the grain which they bought, and Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's house. When the money was all spent in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came to Joseph and said, Give us bread, for why should we die in your presence, for our money fails? Joseph said, Give me your livestock, and I'll give you food for your livestock if your money's gone. They brought their livestock to Joseph, and Joseph gave them bread in exchange for the horses, and for the flocks, and for the herds, and for the donkeys, and he fed them with bread in exchange for all their livestock for that year. When that year was ended, they came to him the second year and said to him, We will not hide from my lord how our money's all spent and the herds of our livestock are my lord's. There's nothing left in the sight of my lord but our bodies and our lands. Why should we die before your eyes, both we and our land? Buy us and our land for bread, and we and our land will be servants to Pharaoh. 
Give us seed that we may live and not die, and that the land won't be desolate. So Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh. For every man of the Egyptians sold his field, because the famine was severe on them, and the land became Pharaoh's. As for the people, he moved them to the cities from one end of the border of Egypt even to the other end of it. Only he didn't buy the land of the priests, for the priests had a portion from Pharaoh and ate their portion which Pharaoh gave them. That's why he didn't sell their land. Then Joseph said to the people, I have bought you and your land today for Pharaoh. Here is seed for you, and you shall sow the land. It will happen at the harvest that you shall give a fifth to Pharaoh, and four parts will be your own, for seed of the field for your food, for them of your households, and for food for your little ones. They said, You have saved our lives. Let us find favor in the sight of my Lord, and we will be Pharaoh's servants. Joseph made it a statute concerning the land of Egypt to this day that Pharaoh should have the fifth. Only the land of the priests alone didn't become Pharaoh's. Israel lived in the land of Egypt, in the land of Goshen, and they got themselves possessions there and were fruitful and multiplied exceedingly. Jacob lived in the land of Egypt 17 years. So the days of Jacob, the years of his life, were 147 years. The time came near that Israel must die, and he called his son Joseph and said to him, If I now have found favor in your sight, please put your hand under my thigh and deal kindly and truly with me. Please don't bury me in Egypt, but when I sleep with my fathers, you shall carry me out of Egypt and bury me in their burying place. Joseph said, I will do as you've said. Israel said, Swear to me, and he swore to him. Then Israel bowed himself on the bed's head. These events made for an emotional resolution to God's plan that had been in the works for years, a plan to save the lives of his chosen family of Israel. I love that Joseph had the wisdom, knowing his brothers and knowing people like us in general, to warn them not to argue and regret on their way home. Uh, We can easily do that, can't we? Regret our choices and blame ourselves, even when it's clear in hindsight that God was in control all along. God's bigger than your bad choices. Keep moving forward. That's the Thinking Out Loud thought for today. You've been listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. When you become a patron of Out Loud Bible Project, you help make the Bible accessible for people who desperately need to know they have a role in this conversation with God. To learn more, visit outloudbible.com and click support this project. Thanks for listening.